Welcome to Rocking Our Prize. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Evans. Now, first, big apology. I don't think I've podcast for three months now. First, I was in Canada and my flat was on a very, very noisy road, so I could hardly broadcast. And second, I spent a month in Uzbekistan. It was absolutely glorious. But I was far too busy to write. Now, if you want, if you want to know what I learned in Uzbekistan, please hop over to my Substack, The Great Gender Divergence. I have nine blogs on what I learned in Central Asia. Um, it was fantastic. Okay, now I'm breaking my podcast fast because I want to highlight a really tremendous paper. This is, in my humble opinion, the greatest paper showing how culture can suppress female labor force participation. It is also, in my opinion, the best job market paper of 2023. It is by Suhani Jalhota and Lisa Ho. So I'd like to share it with you now. So here is our central conundrum. India's female labor force participation is ultra low. Now, I have previously theorized this as an honor income trade-off. Men are expected to provide as breadwinners, while women are supposed to stay away from unrelated men. Female labor supply only rises when available earnings are high enough to compensate for cultural preference. Moreover, since cooperation is secured through intermarriage while divorce is stigmatized, girls are socialized to please their husbands and stay put. Husbands then have heightened authority. And I call this the patrilocal trap. And if you're curious about that theory, I have a number of substack, new substacks on it. Okay. So, Suhani Jalhota's job market paper, co-authored with Lisa Ho, examines all this empirically. It is incredibly innovative and insightful. So, to understand the barriers to employment in Mumbai, Jalhota and Ho implement a randomized control trial with over 3,200 housewives and 860 husbands from a slum resettlement community. They randomize and compare women's take-up of jobs at home versus at nearby offices. Now, the work tasks are totally identical, labeling data for artificial intelligence models. The offices were women only, with female supervisors, five minutes walk from respondents' homes, permitting children. Housewives were offered piece rate work for 60 days with flexibility in work hours and load. Everything was maximized to make these jobs female-friendly. Housewives were randomly offered either work from home or work from office jobs. And the wages were also randomized, either $60, $150 or $300. Now that high wage exceeds the average monthly income of $250 for a household. So husbands from the same household were also surveyed. Okay, big question. Did poor Indian women seize the female-friendly office jobs? What do you think? Okay, only 27% of their sample took up the office jobs. And that's actually totally in line with the national average rate of female labor force participation. So it should not be surprising. Whereas 56% did want the home-based work. Women doubly preferred to work from home. Women were also more likely to take up, women were more likely to take up the office jobs when the pay increased from $60 to $150. But they were totally insensitive 
to offers of $300. So if an economist tells you, oh, female employment in India is just low due to jobless growth or there aren't enough jobs, no, point them to this paper because it's very clear that even when women can earn a decent wage, they prefer to stay home. I think it really puts an end to the debate, to be honest. Okay. Um, And moreover, only half of the female workers remained employed for the full two months. Now, was there some issue with working outside the home? Was there some general non-gendered issue? No. 450 already employed husbands were given the exact same offers. And unlike their wives, men were more responsive to higher salaries and they had no preference for homework. So it wasn't like the offices were, you know, located in a terrible place or something. Okay. So why on earth, why on earth did most women reject the office jobs? Now, some economists will say, oh, women have too much childcare or housework. That's constraining. So they look at heterogeneity within their sample and they find that actually women with young children were no more likely uh, to reject the office jobs. There's absolutely no difference. Actually, Curiously, women with elderly care responsibilities were more likely to accept office jobs. Okay, well, maybe the housewives, they wanted to be at home because they had so much multitasking to do. Well, very cleverly, Jal Otter and Ho test this too. They introduced home-based work that had to be completed within a set time period, prohibiting multitasking. Even with these restrictions... Women still preferred to work from home. What on earth is going on? What is suppressing female labour supply in what is supposed to be India's most female-friendly city? Basically, their husbands said no. So Jalhotra and Ho, they track women's workforce participation over time. I've never seen anyone do this before in an RCT and I think it's genius. What they find is that 63% of women accept the job on day one, but only 41% commenced work. What made them backtrack? Well, women discuss the job offers with their husbands. Women from less progressive households were most likely to backtrack and decline the work. 42% of the housewives explicitly said that they were rejecting employment due to their husband's disapproval. Only 28% said that they were allowed to work outside the home. A mere 18% said they had permission to work outside their local community. Why did their husbands say no, given that the economic inducements were so high, $300, right? Well, men's resistance may partly reflect anticipation of social disapproval. Only a third of husbands believe that at least half the men in their community would think it's right for women to work outside the home. So anticipation of social stigma and disapproval. And, you know, if you if your wife work, it signals that you're not providing as a breadwinner, you're failing as a man. Maybe that came into it. One surveyed housewife commented, my husband said I could work over his dead body. As long as he is alive, I have no reason to work outside the home. Translated. So, <clears throat> let me 
Let me make a couple of comments about why I believe this is a phenomenally brilliant paper by Suhani Jalhotra and Lisa Ho. So Indians generally believe that men should be breadwinners and women should stay at home, away from unrelated men. So it is these beliefs and anticipation of condemnation that suppress female employment outside the home, even if offices are safe, nearby and female friendly. That rejection of office jobs cannot be explained by low wages or housework. And the paper demonstrates this empirically. It is really glorious. And what I really like about it, what I really, really like about it is not just all that heterogeneity and testing, but their longitudinal analysis, because that enables them to shed light on another really important aspect of the patriarchal puzzle. 68% of women in their sample accept the work and then backtrack after discussing with their husbands. Why is this? Why are men more able to assert their preferences? Well, my big new theory, which I sort of formulated while I was in Uzbekistan, is that they are caught in the patrilocal trap. Indians, like Uzbeks, remain heavily reliant on kin-based inter-household social cooperation. In India, it's vajati or caste. And that is consolidated through intermarriage with strict prohibitions on divorce. So girls are then socialized to marry, please their in-laws and stay put. Divorce marks humiliating failure. She is blamed. So this, this, these divorce prohibitions, which are part of the caste system, then give the husband's family the upper hand to set whatever they want, to assert their preferences. So there's a nice paper you may already know in rural Karnataka, a block and row. They find that grooms may beat their new brides in order to coercively extract larger dowries. Husbands are so confident in their wife's loyalty that they beat them into begging their parents for more money. So what my reading is that Indian husbands can assert their preferences, whether it is for larger dowries or strict seclusion or housewives. Uh, so I think to understand Indian gender relations, we need to see these two aspects. One, that husbands have the upper hand and, and the girl's parents want her to stay put. So they socialize her for loyalty. You know, it is, it is both aspects of Hirschman. It is both the lack of exit, the prohibitions on divorce, and also being socialized for loyalty. That enables uh, men to assert their preferences. And then the second aspect uh, as shown by Jalhotta and Ho, is husband's resistance, husband's anticipation of stigma uh, and their heightened authority. So it is a tremendous, tremendous paper. All the graphs are available on my Substack and also their paper. I'll link to it. So yes, please check it out and wishing you all a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Take care.